All right. Well, so excited to be able to have you on the uh, podcast today, Sebastian. Thank you for, for joining us as I was telling you uh, in the intro. Uh, so can you tell us a little bit about who you are? Absolutely. And, and it's such an honor to be here today. So I truly appreciate the opportunity to talk with you. And I go by Seb. Sebastian is when I'm in trouble. So please, please call me, <laughs> call me Seb. Um, so I, my name is Seb Gerard, and I'm a senior vice president of workforce engagement for Atrium Health. Atrium Health is a system in the southeast of the U.S. We are in North Carolina, Virginia, South Carolina, uh, in, in Georgia. Uh, we're the largest employer of Charlotte, the second largest of the state of North Carolina, just behind, uh, behind Walmart. And um, uh, as a workforce engagement is basically um, uh, leading uh, HR strategy, the HR business partners, talent acquisition, nurse recruitment, executive recruiting, and also all teammate relations uh, with some tentacle also on teammate experience. So making sure that uh, our teammates are, are not just engaged, but committed to an experience to the organization. Mm. Um, I'm also a loving father. I have a 24 year old. Uh, she's in Canada. So this weird accent that you're hearing right now is a French Canadian accent. She lives in Quebec City. I'm from Montreal. Uh, she worked with child protection. So I'm, I'm an extremely proud dad of this very successful professional woman that she became. And I have also two little one, a six and a four here at home. Um, and, and they're just the joy of my life. So very, very thrilled to, uh, to be a, a dad, a friend, an husband and um, an SVP with Atrium Health. Mm. So I've uh, had the opportunity to uh, interact with some of your uh, human resources business partners that report to you, Seb. And I must admit that, yeah, you guys do a wonderful job of, of finding outstanding individuals and, and grooming them to continue to progress up the chain as well. All the interactions that I've ever had have always been a like, ridiculously pleasant experience too. Thanks for saying that. And I would say I, I consider myself blessed that they, they picked our team and they picked Ethereum Health and that they made the decision to, to partner with us. They are fantastic. We're, we're blessed with an amazing team. So, uh, but thanks for giving me the feedback. I'm, I'm glad that you think so also. Yeah, yeah no, no worries. Uh, no worries. Uh, so can you tell us a little bit about how you got to the leadership position that you're in today? Yes, well, I, I, I've been a leader for over 20 years um, and, and I had a bit of a, if the question is leadership in healthcare and in HR, I had a bit of a midlife crisis uh, about five years ago where I was an executive in front office uh, leading operation for, in a for-profit HR provider company. Mm. And uh, it was all for-profit, right? And it was operation, it was not HR. And, um, and uh, midlife crisis just, just woke up one day and said, you know what, I wanna give back. I want to change who I am as a leader, and I want to do it for another reason than profit, but online and, 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 and shareholders. Um, and then started thinking what, can, can, what that can look like. And then HR, of course, is the people function, right? It's driving the people strategy. So I was like, all right, instead of operation, I should probably focus on people. Mm -hmm. And then healthcare, because how best to give back to the communities, to, 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 to patients, to people in need, than making sure that they receive best care. So that midlife crisis really drove me through, through those uh, leadership positions that I am today. Yep. So, yeah, that, thank you for, uh, for your vulnerability and sharing that too, Seb. And I think that some people may hear like the, you know, the midlife crisis and kind of like, you know, snapping up to that. I myself have gone through a quarter life crisis. So can you maybe like for people that haven't been there, can you maybe uh, describe a little bit about like what you were feeling like? What did those feelings feel like when you were in that moment in life? It's such a great question. So, so um, it, it, the feeling was that what I was doing day in, day out, as successful as I am, and I had an amazing career path and I could have kept going, 
it didn't feel right. Mm -hmm. And it didn't feel that it was me anymore, that the drive to generate those profit or those sales dollars was not what was engaging me or motivating me. And, and, and just again, like I think as a midlife crisis, it, a need of change and a need of giving back. And it was crystal clear that I felt that my, my place on this planet was to do something good. And what is the best way to do it through work was to find a job where I could perform and in an industry where I could make a difference while giving back. And, um, and, but it didn't feel right. And, and it was a matter of listening to myself. There was not a, an easy decision, changing industry, changing job. In this case, taking a step back to go back up, right? So I had to, but I had the first step I had to be back to go back up. Not easy, but in terms of, of accomplishment, of self-development, of, of feel-good factor, best decision I made in my life. Mm. Yep. So what did, that, um, what did that conversation look like with your boss? And then what was the feeling like when you were kind of like out of the organization? <laughs> was there a moment of like, oh man, what do I do? Or was it like directly from job to job or how did that look like as well? It went from job to job, right? So I had to change industry um, and just make a leap of faith. So it was a matter of selecting the organization that I thought would be the best for me with, with the, su the supervisor, right? In this case, it was a CHRO, a CHRO that was welcoming my change and, and ready to take me for all the strength I was bringing to the table and, and mentor me for, for what I had to learn uh, into the new role. Uh, it felt good from the get-go, from the get-go. You know it. You know when it's not right. You know when you need to do a change. You just need the courage to make the change. And, and more often than not, it's the right thing to do. Yep. So now really diving in for, the, for this period of time uh, in employee engagement and the work that you're doing, what are there some things that you know, like from a uh, technical expertise that most people wouldn't know um, in leading this function? Like what, what is like your big aha moment that you've kind of like taken away from your career in this new kind of like direction that you've been going? So, so it's, it's, it's a couple things, but it, I will say, um, especially in my case, in terms of HR or even leadership, we're in the business of creating experiences. And, and this is true for every single person you're interacting to, right? That can be your, your, the, the leaders that you're servicing, that can be the community, the patient, or it can be the teammates. And an experience is gonna be way stronger than engagement. And, and Maya Angelou said it in, in the best word, people forget what you tell them, they're never gonna forget how you make them feel. And if you think about our job as leaders or even as HR, we're in the business of making people feel every interaction we're having, every training, every crucial conversation, bringing people into the organization. Tackling turnover is happening even before the person starts because if they have, a, they have an amazing experience before they even have day one, the chances of them thinking this is the wrong company for them lower dramatically. So the second you see HR as an experience function or even a, a, a customer service function with that mindset and that you truly have the mindset of leading the people component. So driving the strategy of people for the organization versus being, let's say, more of a tactical function, that makes a world of difference. I love that. No, that's that's phenomenal. And and yeah, I can, you know, being on the, the consulting side, dealing with the with the hiring challenges for organizations, it's it's people will sense that and they feel that right off the get-go from like really the interview process is really just like a snapshot into the organization too 
and you can see organization and you know being able to support different organizations you can see how well you know some organizations are and how organized they are in the interview process and and candidates experience that too so yeah thank you for sharing that too Seth. And you're spot on. We're, we're in a world where it's an employee market, right? So, so we need to consider ourselves lucky that, that teammates are selecting us versus them feeling lucky that we're selecting them. And if you think about creating those experiences, you said it, right? It, it, it even started before they even talk with you. So what's their experience when they touch your website? What's the experience on, apply, on applying on the job? They still didn't talk to you and they already have a strong opinion on you, mm -hmm. right? So, 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 taking all those little moment in time and creating the best experience. Um, that's the best way to go. Absolutely. Excellent. So now here's the, the million dollar question Seb, can you tell us a little bit in your own career, like where business and virtue has intersected for you? Yeah. And I, I will say two things and I'll tell two stories because it's, it's it, again, my midlife crisis came out of virtue, okay. right? Which is, which is, I don't feel I'm maximizing my talent for the, for the greater good. And I need to, to find a way to do that. So, so, and then of course it's more the leadership style, but then I want to talk about the mission and value of Atrium Health because it was a huge component of the reason why I joined the organization. Um, Atrium Health has a, as a, as a mission statement, it's hell healing hope for all. And I really want to touch on the for all. For all mean that wherever you are, however you self-identified, uh, whatever is your gender, the color of your skin, uh, I, that, you are, uh, that you are Terry Bridgewater with the Carolina Panthers, or maybe somebody going through a tough patch that maybe cannot afford care, will take care of you and will give you the best care and you're gonna have access to the best care. And, and to me, to have this non-for-profit mindset and that truly gonna help elevate a community and invest in the community for, for, uh, for example, um, um, lower income housing, you know? So those are the type of thing that I really look into an organization and that's how I bring virtue mixed with the organization and just bring it day in, day out, connecting every single teammate to that mission. So every time we have interaction to the, to, to with the teammate, is it matching our health, healing and hope for all? And wherever you are, whatever you believe, we'll take care of you. And that, that matters tremendously. Yeah. I think that sometimes when you have, you know, audacious and, and big and hairy, you know, mission statements like that, it's easy to, to get watered down. How do you guys reinforce that? Or how do you kind of like, you know, remind some of the employees at all levels of the organization that that's, that's why we exist and what we're trying to accomplish? Yes, and, and while we attach it to every single of our communication, we're reinforcing it with every single executive communication, right? That it come from our CEO, Gene Woods, or, or any of the other executives. It's a strong reminder, or even the way we do teammate relations, right? So when we have to deal with some cases, it's always a reminder, we're here for all. And, and, um, and, and there's also a bit of a um, putting your money where the mouth is or walking the talk, which is, you don't just do it for your system or for your teammates, but it's a matter of pushing it into the communities mm -hmm. and, and involve. So I'll give an example. Atrium is sponsoring many board uh, of director position to make sure we have an impact on the community. So I'm, I'm, I'm blessed to be on the board of director of Goodwill to be able to make an impact on an organization that their whole mission is to help the underserved, right? So, so um, it's to find that and in each interaction to reinforce it. We also do it from the get-go. It's an expectation from before the person even start. 
making sure that they understand they're joining an organization that um, we are non-for-profit and we will provide health, healing, and hope for all. And, and it's, again, it's just a matter of, and I will say though, to, to be honest, it's, it's not hard to maintain and it's not hard to, um, to, to, to keep fresh and top of mind. People embrace it in such an amazing way. Um, we're, we're very lucky that way. Yep. Mm -hmm. So Seb, what gets you the most excited about the future? Well, there's many, many things, and I'm, I consider myself a futurist. So let me say, uh, I'll, I'll quote Winston Churchill here, um, we should never let a good crisis go to waste. <laughs> I, I think the pandemic right now doesn't feel good. It feels extremely painful, but I think it's, it's, it's pushing forward some innovation and disruptions that would have take years to accomplish that we need to accomplish right now. And I'll give example of, of things that we look into atrium. So we push virtual care, virtual hospitals. Those are things we were doing before, but it was not urgent. Mm. Well, now we're doing it full force because it is urgent, but this is also the way of the future. Uh, working remotely, like, you know, um, artificial intelligence, getting into a market that is even tighter into, into a pandemic. How do you tackle that? A stronger partnership with potential partner that can help us through the pandemic so, so to me, all those components are extremely um, exciting and some of the uh, upcoming trends in, in, um, uh, in technology. So uh, everything that can go from, from the next level in video recruiting, um, you know, things like that are, are extremely exciting for me. Yep. Wonderful. Well, um, so how can people get a hold of you, of what you're doing or what your organization is doing? Uh, you mean to, to be able to reach out to me? Yes, yeah, that and, and to find out more about Atrium, et cetera. So uh, they can go on our website, atriumhealth.org, uh, and or they can reach out to me at uh, Sebastian with an E, S-E-B-A-S-T-I-E-N dot Gerard, G-I-R-A-R-D, at atriumhealth.org. I'm also on LinkedIn, so please reach out to me on LinkedIn. I love connection. I think um, uh, network is one of the most important thing we have to, to do as leaders, um, as we are just better together. So absolutely, please reach out to me. Great, thank you. And I'll, we'll have that information up on the screen too. So thank you so much, Seb. It was so great to be able to uh, connect with you on the show and to share what you guys are working on at Atrium. I think there's a lot to unpack here. So thank you so much as well as again. Thanks for having me, always a pleasure. All right, thank you. Take care. Yep.